I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We're going to read uh, Exodus 3, 11 through 15. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of our fathers has sent me to you. And they ask, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. Bless this reading, Lord. Thank you. Well, I have this story for you guys back home. Um, a few years ago, I was one of the pastors of this um, church, and our, our, our senior pastor too got sick, so he asked his, senior, uh, his associate pastor to preach on his behalf. That Sunday came, and then he stood behind the pulpit and started crying and crying and crying. No words come out from his mouth. And this is my prayer that that will not happen to me this morning. <laughs> Get well soon, Pastor Dave. The Mollus family and those families that are sick, even my family, they're kind of sickly as well. So they are just um, watching me right now. So, but still, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that we can still be together and they can still stream um, the service online. <clears throat> Another story, maybe you guys have heard about this. A young farmer standing in his field observes a, a, a peculiar cloud formation. And the clouds form the letters G, P, and C. And he thinks them all as a call from God. And that call is to go preach Christ. So the farmer rushes to, to the deacons of his church and insists that he has been called to preach. Resp 
respectful for his passion to preach the gospel, so they invite him to fill the pulpit. That Sunday, the sermon is long. It was tedious, virtually incoherent. When it finally ends, the leaders sit in, stunned, silence. Finally, a, 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 wizened, a wizened deacon mutters to the would-be preacher, Seems to me the clouds were saying, go plant corn, not go preach Christ. Well, I believe, personally, I believe that all of us are called by God. Your calling might be to preach. Your calling um, would be to lead. Your calling would be to um, lead a Bible study or whatever. I believe personally that all of us are called by God to do something. And right now, right here, I would like to to take a look from the life of Moses when God called him for a very specific mission, and that mission is to bring out his very own people out of Egypt under the cruel leadership of Pharaoh. Okay, That was the very mission that God um, gave to Moses. Now, this happened during when Moses was tending the flock of Jethro at Mount Horeb. And then all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire within a bush. And that bush did not burn at all. Moses got intrigued at why the bush did not burn up and got closer and closer to it. But when the Lord saw that Moses had gone over to look, he called him within the bush, saying, Moses, Moses. He answered, here I am. God reprimanded him not to get any closer and asked him to take off his sandals off For the place he was standing on was holy ground. Right away, right there, at that very moment, the angel revealed himself to him, telling him, I am the God of Abraham, the God of of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And I want you, I want you to go, I want you to go, and let my people bring my people out of Egypt. Why? Because, because God, he saw the misery of his own people. He saw their suffering, and he was so concerned about them. And he said, I came down, I came down here to rescue them, to take them out from that slavery because I love them so much. So I want you, Moses, to go. I am sending you right there. I am sending you there to Pharaoh and I want you to bring my people out of Egypt. But as the story goes on, Moses questioned God of his calling. 
He questioned God of his calling. Now, this morning, we'll be talking about I am, God's name forever. And there are two important questions that Moses asked God upon hearing his calling from him. The first question was, who am I? Who am I? So right there, right there, upon hearing the calling from the Lord, Moses questioned God. Who am I? He questioned his identity in God. He questioned his identity. I'm, um, I am hoping that you guys um, got a, a, little, a little bulletin. Yeah, I just wrote it. <laughs> I just wrote it in photocopy. I hope everybody got one uh, for your reference. But anyway, that's the first question of Moses. Who am I? Why is it me, Lord? Why do you want me to go to, to, to Egypt? And free your people. Who am I? Now, I want you guys, as we go on, I want you to notice the personal pronoun I. I. Who am I? That personal pronoun I. Because Moses, upon hearing the, the call of God, he, he, he set his eyes, he focused his eyes on himself. Who am I? Because in the first place, he said, I'm not qualified, Lord. Who am I? He questions his, he questioned his identity in God. It would be different 40 years before when Moses was the prince of Egypt, when Moses was a Hebrew. Well, he's still a Hebrew. He was a Hebrew, but then a prince of Egypt. But during this time, after 40 years, it's no longer the same. He's not that very confident anymore after 40 years chasing after the ship in the wilderness. Lord, I cannot do that. I am not confident enough to do that. Now, during this time, you can see that um, um, Moses was throwing a temper tantrum before the Lord. He was so whiny. Lord, why me? I will not going to do it. I am not qualified to do it. Why me? Who am I? But then, this is the response of the Father. This is the response of God. He said, Moses, I want you to go. I know that you are not qualified. I know that you are this. I know that you are that. I know that you cannot do it alone. But I will certainly be with you. This is the very promise of God given to Moses upon hearing his call. I know that you are not qualified. I know that you are sitting your eyes on yourself. And I know that you cannot do it by yourself. I am not sending you alone, and this is the promise of God. I will, I will certainly be with you. I'm not sending you alone. I will be with you. But Moses was not convinced. No, Lord, I will not going to do that. Because he focused he focused on his what? He focused on his insecurity. He was insecure. He was insecure. In fact, in chapter 4 of Exodus, verse 1, Moses felt that way. He was intimidated. Once again, he questioned God with all the what-ifs in the world. He said, what if they will not listen to me? What if they will not believe me? What if they say the Lord has not appeared to me? All these what-ifs. What if, Lord? What if, Lord? I'm not going to do that because he was focusing on his insecurity. He was so insecure. But again, this is God's response. Moses. Hey, Moses. 
What is, what is that in your hand? A rod? Threw it down, Moses. Down, Lord? Yes, Moses, down. My goodness gracious, you're getting to my nerves. Threw it down, Moses. So Moses threw his rod down on the ground, and it became a hissing snake. Moses jumped back. Now, Lord, you are getting into my nerves. <laughs> now, straight out your hand and take it by the tail, the Lord said. Moses was like, are you kidding me? I live here long enough to know that you cannot just pick up a snake by the tail. You cannot do that. If you must pick up a snake, grab it quickly just behind the head or else by the tail, it will reach you and bite you. Pick it up, Moses, pick it up. And he did finally and became a rod again. See, God used what Moses had in his hand. It was a rod and not the scepter that was in Moses' royal hand when he lived in Egypt. God I would say likes to, to use what is in our hands, what is in your hands for his glory, for his honor. L- remember this, that God used what was in David's hand to defeat Goliath, right? Um, God used the, the jawbone of a donkey in, Samson, in Samson's hand. God used five loaves and two fish in the hand of that little boy and multiplied. God used a rod in Moses' hand that parted the Red Sea and that, the, and that was the very rod that struck a rock and then the water poured out. And that was the very rod that he raised along with Aaron that they won the battle against the Amalekites. God can use you. God can, 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 can do miracles to you. God can empower you. I don't, I, don't, I don't care Moses about your insecurity. I am still calling you. He questioned God about his identity. Who am I? Because Moses was focusing only in his insecurity. And number two, he also focused on his inability. He focused on his inability. Look at Exodus chapter 4 verse 10. Oh Lord, please send someone else. You know that I've never been eloquent. I've nev- never been eloquent neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. I cannot do it. I am not a good speaker. Lord, why me? Again, Moses thinks only of himself. I don't have the ability, Lord. I cannot do it, Lord. Then the Lord said, Moses, wake up. Who made your mouth? Who gives the sight and makes them blind? Is it I, the Lord? I would like to emphasize the personal pronoun I again here because God was trying to get the attention of Moses that it is not all about you. This is all about me. It's not who you are. It's who I am. It is I, you Lord, that made your mouth. No, I wanted to go. And then God gave him the assurance that, hey, I wanted to go, 
because I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. That's crazy because God is telling us, yes, you're not a good speaker. Yes, you're not a very eloquent, but I will put words in your your mouth. I will teach you exactly what to say. What I am asking you is just to go. I just want you to go. I just want you to go. And number three, he focused not only on his insecurity, on his inability, but he focused on his inferiority. Look, now, look. Exodus chapter 4, verse 13. Moses was praying, Lord, please, send someone else. Send Aaron. I will not going to do it. Moses was very inferior. He doesn't want to do what God told him to do. No. I am comfortable right here, Lord. Shepherding. Taking care of my family. I'm good. I'm busy. Well, God said, well, I'm going to send you Aaron, and he can be your spokesperson. No matter, no, matter, no matter what, no matter how many excuses you got before the Lord, when he calls you, he calls you. And you cannot say no to that. Uh, that's why I did not say no to do this. <laughs> Last minute. No, it doesn't matter. But then again, the Lord reminded, I will be with you and your mouth. I will teach you what to say and what you, and what you shall say. I'm still calling you, Moses. I just want you to go. I'm still calling you. So here, what we can see is this. The picture is this. It doesn't really matter who we are. It doesn't really matter who Moses was because the Lord will enable us to work by his power, he can empower us, he can use through us to perform miracles. There is no impossible, nothing is impossible with God. And that what makes God so amazing. That what God makes so amazing. Again, I would say that anyone can be used by God, no matter how you think of yourself. I got all the excuses, excuses in the world too. I got a lot of excuses too. I am not like I am not like that. I am not good enough, and this and that. But think about it. Jacob was a cheater. Peter Peter had a temper. David had an affair. Jonah ran from God. Gideon was insecure. Sarah was impatient. Abraham was old, and Moses was tattered. And yet, God used all of them mightily for His glory and honor just to carry out his mission. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. The second question here is that, who are you? This is the second question that Moses asked God. Who are you? So Moses questioned his intimacy with God. Lord, I don't even know you. And I don't know what to say because Moses was only focusing on his what? He was only focusing on his inadequacy. Lord, I don't, you know well enough. I don't have enough words to describe you. I, I cannot just do it. If they ask me, who are you? If they ask me, what is your name? What I am supposed to say? I don't know you, Lord. 
I don't know you. While Moses was focusing on his inadequacy, God answered him by focusing on his supremacy. The Lord said, I am who I am. I am who I am. And I believe that this declaration of I am is a declaration of God's deity and character. I believe that this I am is the God who exists independently. He speaks of himself being self-existent. He is the God who does not need any help. This I am is the God who exists unchangeably because the God whom we serve is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe that this I am is incomprehensible. We cannot fathom God. And I believe that this I am is faithful for he is true to all his promises. God focused on his supremacy and told Moses, and told Moses, I want you to know, I want you to let them know about this, that I am has sent me to you. I am, and there is no other beside me. I am the one sending you. God focused on his supremacy. You may not have all the questions, but you have all of me. I am who I am, the great I am, Yahweh. Yahweh is my name, and I am supreme. Yahweh is my name forever. Who is this I am? Who I am? Well, verse 15, the Yahweh identify himself as the what? As the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, the God of Isaac. And Yahweh is, is his name forever. He is the Yahweh in the Old Testament. He is the Yahweh in the New Testament. He is your Yahweh. He is the present Yahweh. You know, when God revealed himself to man in the days of the patriarchs, it was often associated with a newly revealed name of the title for God. Like, for example, Abraham. Abraham, in the encounter with Melchizedek, called God the Most High. Later, on his encounter with God, he called God as the Almighty God. And, and, um, and then he came to know the Lord as the everlasting God and the Lord who provides. And Jacob met El Elohe, which means the God of Israel. So that's why when Moses encountered God, he wanted to know the name of God. Lord, who are you? What is your name? And God told him, I am who I am, the Yahweh. I am who I am. Now, the I am is the very divine title that Jesus took upon himself, often identifying himself with the voice, with the voice from that burning bush. Now listen to this. John 8:24 says, "Therefore I said to you, you will die in your sins if you do not believe that I am. You will surely die in your sins." And John 8:28 says, "When you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I am." In John chapter 8 verse 15 it says, "Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham, before Abraham was, 
I am. You are asking me who am I, Moses? I am your Yahweh. I am your Yahweh Jariah. I will provide for you. I want you to go. I am your Yahweh Rapa. I am your healer. Your Yahweh Nisi. I am your banner. Your Yahweh Mikudesh. I will sanctify you. Yahweh Shalom for I am your peace. Your, 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 Yah, your Yahweh Rohi. Ruhai for I am your good shepherd. Your Yahweh Sabuat for he is your Lord host. Your Yahweh Chedkinu for I am your righteousness. Your Yahweh Shama. For I will be there for you. Now, Moses, I want you to go. I am who I am. I am all you need. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, as we live for Christ, let us continually ask the question that Moses asked Who are you, Lord? Because knowing the Lord, knowing the Lord is the most important thing in life. Who is the Lord in your life? And how is he or he is going to use you this year? What it is in your hands right now that he can use? Moses got a rod. Is it your gift? Is it your finances that you have in your hands? Your talents? Your time that you have in your hands? Always remember that God can use it. Always remember that God can empower you and use you to carry out his mission for your life. It might be big, might be small, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter who you think you are. What matters most is this. God is the great I am. I would like to close this um, sermon with a story. One Saturday night, a pastor was working late and decided to call his wife before he left for home. It was about 10 p.m., but his wife did not answer the phone, so the pastor let it ring many, many times. He thought it was odd that she did not answer, but decided to wrap up a few things and and then try again in a few minutes. When he tried again, she answered right away. And he asked her, why you did not answer before? She said, it did not ring. So the following Monday, the pastor received a call at the church office, which was the phone that he he used that Saturday night. That man that he spoke with wanted to know why he did not call on Saturday night. The pastor could not figure out what the man was talking about. Then the man said, well, it rang and rang and rang, but I did not answer. Then the pastor remembered the mishap and apologized for disturbing him that night and explaining that that call was intended for his wife. Then the man said, Oh no, that's okay. It's okay. Let me tell you my story. You see, I was planning to commit suicide on Saturday night. 
But before I did, I prayed, God, if you are up there and you don't want me to do this, would you please give me a sign right now? A sign. And at that point, my phone started to ring. I looked at the caller ID and it said, Almighty God. And I was so afraid to answer. The church that the pastor attends is called Almighty God Tabernacle. See, God can use whatever it is just to carry out his mission. No matter, no matter who you are, no matter what, you may have not all the answers in the world. You may have all the excuses in the world. But remember, when he calls, he calls. Heavenly Father, thank you for being our great I am. You are our Yahweh. We are your people. Lord, we ask you, we ask you, Lord, to please help us to say yes to your calling. Help us, Lord, to remember that this is not all about us and it's all about you. Your calling for us may not be easy, and you did not say that. You did not say that it's going to be easy. But Lord, you are enough. You are the I am. You are enough for us to say, yes, Lord, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to do it. Lord, whatever it is, whatever it is, let your will be done. Thank you for being the great I am. We praise you, Lord, and we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Um, <clears throat> thank you guys for worshiping with us. I would like to um, remind everybody, I, did not, um, I forgot to say earlier that I just introduced the, the series of the sermon that we're going to have here at Calvary, the series on I am. And so get excited. So next week, it's going to be all about I am for the next um, maybe a little bit over two months. So thank you, God. Thank you so much, guys, for worshiping with us. May the, 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 the God of I am bless you abundantly and richly. God bless you guys, and see you next week. Have a great week.